So today is the end of the Christmas season. We wrap up Christmas with the celebration of the Feast of the, of the Baptism of the Lord. And that can seem odd, strange. The baptism of the Lord happened 30 years after Christ was born. What does that have to do with Christmas? It helps if we think of what we celebrate tonight in terms of what we celebrated last Sunday, the epiphany. That word epiphany means manifestation. So last Sunday, we celebrated that Jesus manifested his divine nature and his role as Savior and Messiah to the nations in the form of the Magi. But there are also two other events that are traditionally considered epiphanies. One is the wedding feast at Cana, where Jesus turned water into wine. His disciples began to believe in him. The second one is the baptism of the Lord. At the baptism of the Lord, when, when Christ comes up from the water, everybody heard the voice of God the Father say, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, descended upon Christ in the form of the dove. So it's revealed that Jesus is this long-awaited Messiah that John the Baptist was preparing the way for, and that he's God himself incarnate. But even more, it's revealed that God is a trinity, three in one, in one, in three. But I think, I think there's a second connection with the baptism of Jesus in Christmas. Christmas, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, and so it's appropriate that we end the Christmas season remembering Jesus instituting the sacrament, baptism, that enables us to be reborn spiritually, supernaturally in him. Because when we are baptized, something tremendous happens to us. There's a profound change. We become incorporated into the mystical body of Christ. We are as connected to Jesus as a head is to its body. We become, in virtue of that, the adopted sons and daughters of God, the Father, because we're a part of the body of God the Son, and we become temples of the Holy Spirit. God himself dwells in us. It's this incredible gift, but like any incredible gift, it comes with a mission. First and foremost, we're called to be holy, and baptism is the start of that journey, that lifelong journey to be a saint. It's not good enough to just say, well, I want to skate by. I just want to do the bare minimum. No, because of our baptism, God wants great things from us. He wants us to be great saints. All of us are called to that. And the second part of this mission is that we who have received our faith beginning in baptism, we have a responsibility to share it with others, to share it with others. You know, it's something that we're not exactly comfortable with 
in this society always, but it's something that we absolutely must do. Archbishop Nauman wrote uh, an article recently for The Leaven where he talked about uh, his visit, his upcoming visit, ad limina visit to Rome to see Pope Francis. He has to go every uh, five years is, is ideal. It's been a, a few more than five to go and give a report on the archdiocese. And as part of this, he puts together statistics, numbers of people, baptisms, weddings, first communions, uh, to see whether there's been growth or not since the last report back in 2011. And the numbers he found were very sobering. The numbers have declined. Baptisms have declined, both infant and adult. The number of kids in our schools, first communions, those numbers have declined. Even the number of people registered in our parishes, I think he said we went from 206,000 to 190,000. And there are lots of reasons we could talk about why that is. You know, there have been the terrible scandals um, that have marred the faith of so many. There's been um, the, the cost, for instance, of Catholic education, or you could talk about the secular world we live in. I, we could spend all night speculating. But the real irony of all this is that as our culture does trend away from traditional religious practice, it doesn't lead to a freer, happier society. You know, there have been numerous people that have commented on the, on the epidemic of loneliness and depression in the world today. And I call that ironic because the antidote to that in so many of the toxic elements in our society is what we get in baptism. You know, St. Augustine put it best. You have created us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until it finds its rest in you. The problems of loneliness, of, the problems of despair, problems of purposelessness, they can be remedied by sharing our faith with those who, who, who need it the most, those suffering from this loneliness, from this darkness, from this despair. So we have this responsibility to do our best to share the beauty and richness of our Catholic faith. How do we do that? I am convinced we overcomplicate it. We need to be willing to talk about it with others. You know, if we go to a movie that we really like, we don't bat an eye to say, hey, I saw this great movie, you should go. If we go to a restaurant that we like, we don't even think about saying to our friends, this was a great restaurant, you have to try it. But if we come to mass, maybe to adoration, and we feel this tremendous peace that helps us uh, get through a tough day, we're reluctant to say to our friends, oh, you've got to go to adoration. You've got to experience this peace, but we shouldn't be. And, we, and part of this is we need to be willing to invite others as well. We need to be willing to come out of ourselves and to trust that Christ can be at work through us. Maybe that's the invitation that person needs to hear. 
You know, in the end, um, we need not be afraid of those sobering numbers in Archbishop's column. Yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are difficulties. But the feast of the baptism of our Lord is a reminder that God is real, that he's at work, that his plan is unfolding. We simply need to do our part and he will do the rest. So let's pray on this feast of the baptism of our Lord that that we seek to become the saints that he created us to be and that we become willing to share our faith with others.